Just to be fair, this this man wasn't canceled. He was arrested. <laughs> okay. Like, well, Morty, I'm going to jail, Morty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can even picture a whole bit of him trying to like, oh, jeez. <laughs> now I gotta join a white supremacist group for protection. Morty, you gotta choose one, Morty. You, you gotta choose it. You gotta choose one. You gotta choose one, Morty. <laughs> can you? Can you imagine now? He's gonna be forced to do Pickle Rick impressions his entire time there. <laughs> hey, do the pickle thing. <laughs> He's like, come on, guys. I don't want to do, do the, the pickle <laughs> thing. Pickle Rick. <laughs> Poor man. <laughs> that poor guy. Oh no. <laughs> That's gonna be bad. Alright. Ready? Ready. Alright. <clears throat> Going in three, two, one. What's up, everybody? This is the Red Band Podcast, your source for all film and TV related news and topics. I'm your host, Anthony King, and with me again tonight is my co-host, Michael. Mike, yeah. It just feels weird. <laughs> I, saying, I keep wanting to say Adrian. <laughs> Adrian. <laughs> you just be Adrian tonight, just be man. Michael. <laughs> we miss Adrian. Have we, we even just told the audience why Adrian hasn't been here? No, we, we just started doing We just started reviews. recording. Yeah. Uh, well, we were actually not supposed to be starting uh, picking up for the new episodes of the podcast until February 20th, but yeah. then The Last of Us came out. And Adrian is still on his extended hiatus, so yeah. he's not going to be back until around the 20th doing these episodes with us. So, yeah, so this is why it's just me and him right now. Yeah. Me and Mike here. <laughs> so he didn't, he did he wasn't fired or anything, just letting people know. So no, he's temporarily gone at the moment. Yeah. But he'll, he'll be back. I promise. All right. Yeah. But tonight we're going to be covering over yet again. Another episode of The Last of Us, third episode. Yeah, third episode. And boy, was it an episode. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> Did you like it, man? That was... It's controversial, I'll tell you that. It was controversial. Well, yeah, I see. It was controversial for two things. Uh, well, for two fans. You had the ones that weren't... Uh, they weren't happy about Frank and Bill's relationship and... You, you also have the fans that weren't fa- uh, happy that it wasn't the game accuracy. Yeah. Well, let's be honest. Yeah. People were upset you had gay characters. Yeah. There is people who just don't want to see anything gay on television. Yeah. It, it pisses them off. Yeah. Then, like you said, you have those people who it wasn't ideally accurate. It wasn't on point one to one copy of the game. Yeah. So this went off a tangent. This was different from the game. Yeah. And this was, I want to say like of a game accuracy to screen adaptation. I want to say maybe like 30% a game accuracy in this episode, Mm -hmm. but you know what? The other 70 was really good. It was good storytelling, but was it a thing that it feel like, did it feel like a filler episode? Did it feel necessary for the whole plot? Cause 
what I did see from a lot of people complaining and giving their own like reviews and comics, it felt unnecessary to move the plot forward. It was like something filled in the space because the only really necessary plot throughout this whole thing is just Joel trying to get a car battery. Mm -hmm. And that is in the very first like three minutes of him and Ellie, you know, wake up in the morning Mm -hmm. and then the last five minutes where they get to the house. Yeah. And that was really the only story, story progression that happened. Everything else was just filled time before even the events of the game because it goes all the way back to the start of it. Yeah. And it shows Bill's and Frank's relationship for the last 20 years. Yeah. So I can see why those people were upset because mm-hmm. we're, we're living in a time where everyone wants to get rid of filler. Remember how yeah. much filler you had to go through with like anime and stuff like that? Yes. So I understand why people can get upset on that regard. Yeah. But to me, it was still a great story. Yeah. And even though it was a filler, it was a necessary filler. Mm-hmm. All right. We just witnessed the first episode being nearly an hour and a half of just absolutely downing absolute downers you know your your child's dead you're watching the end of the world you're burning bodies because this is what you do now Mm -hmm. and then second episode you know your love interest is dead your characters pretty much failed to do what he was meant to do to Mm -hmm. protect to protect this love interest Mm -hmm. everyone's dying left and right so you know what i need a little bit you needed to pick me up i need to pick me up so you you don't like the constant bleakness the concept of bleakness i do in a weirdness enjoy mm-hmm. but at some point you gotta step out of you the, can't it can't be continuous it can't be constantly bleak yeah like you you cannot continuously live in your room with the blackout curtains 24 <laughs> 7 unfortunately whether or not you need it you're gonna have to come down to the kitchen and some there's gonna be some light yeah so <laughs> you know what that's what this was you stepped out of your dark depressing room to go get some pizza mm-hmm. and you know what you sat at the kitchen table and you enjoyed the slice so you you enjoyed the actual changes they made and deviated from the game because in the game that relationship was toxic and it ended very toxically yes and it this ended. one it was more bittersweet and romantic yes and i like that mm-hmm. because in the game yeah it's it's bitter because that's Frank just runs. Yeah, yeah, it's just the world. And Frank runs off and dies somewhere. You don't even find him. His body's already com- decomposing. Mm-hmm. And that's it. You find him and it's like, well, shit, that sucks. All right. Anyways. Yeah. Well, now I got my car battery <laughs> where in this one, it shows Bill in a, a little bit more of a newer light. Like he's this extremely dangerous person, mm-hmm. but this it's hard to describe. He's an extremely dangerous person because of the way he's set up in his home. Yeah. He's very he's a prepper. He's, he's a survivalist. A prepper, but yeah. he's also a recluse. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's sitting down in, in the basement watching uh, Infected get blown up by his traps as he's eating dinner. He's in the dark. He's staring at screens, you mm-hmm. know, until someone comes along and potentially drops into his world, invades his world. Mm-hmm. The same way like Ellie crashes into Joel's. So to be able to see that in a new sense, because Bill even said that Joel and him are the same. Yeah. And I think, I think that was the still driving point that the writer still wanted to make, mm-hmm. even though it was different from the game. Like in the game, that relationship was supposed to represent 
what Joel could be if he had continued the same way. Yes. And pushing everyone away out of his life and being controlling, you know, that dynamic between him and Tess, him and Ellie would happen to them too. Yeah. This is honestly representing the same exact thing, just on the flip side. If yeah. what happens if he allowed this little girl to open up and yeah. uh, if he opened up his heart and allow her to come in. Yeah. Because so far we've, or we've seen Joel as very distant. Mm -hmm. And even as Joel is having a small little memorial for Tess by the river, you know, where he's stacking the rocks, the carrying. And uh, he kind of has a bit of a moment with Ellie where Ellie doesn't necessarily apologize, Mm -hmm. but she didn't ask for any of this. She didn't ask to be bitten. She didn't ask to be this. Even taken. Even taken. She didn't ask to be this immunity hope for humanity. Mm So she's like, don't blame me. See, I like that. Yeah, I like she that. Said, whole don't bit. blame me for something that isn't my fault. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, it's not. And you kind of see Joel's he acceptance nods, of like, yeah, he nods, he nods, yeah. and that's, it's a little bit of a hint of, okay, there's a slight bit of opening. Yeah. There's right. The there. slight bit of trust, like the door is cracked right there. Just barely. It's not open all the way, but it's cracked. Mm-hmm. And to be able to see bill in the same sense, where he could have easily killed Frank. Easily, yeah. Easily. And instead, uh, invites him into his home. But the writers, they pointed out a really good point that, remember when Frank, in the, ser- in the later on in the series, mm. when he's talking about how he wants to paint the house, he wants to mow the lawn, All the you stuff, know, yeah. jump, uh, jump from three years or so now into the relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's, it's not just the house. It's everything that's around him. Mm-hmm. Noticing small details is showing love Yeah, in that sense. And in that beginning, I think Frank saw something in Bill that Bill didn't even want other people to see. And so he noticed that, mm-hmm. which is why it was so easy. Or not really super easy, but it was a little more of he was able to sway Bill into letting him into his home. It was, it was funny, too. Like, so he's going through the home. He's looking at the stuff. And I can tell, like, the whole time in Frank's mind, he's like, this motherfucker's gay. (laughs) He's like, like, oh, piano? It's antique. You gay. He's going through all the music. Oh, this one's you. You're gay. (laughs) And even he's like, as he's playing it, like, terribly, Mm -hmm. he's like, nope, not that song. Nope. (laughs) But my mind was that he came from wealth. Mm -hmm. Because his house was the biggest house. Yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah. And... And when he said, like, uh, the piano is his mom. So I'm like, okay. So he, his mom was probably wealthy and she probably left it to him. And mm-hmm. because the the food he's cooking, the the wine he's drinking, mm-hmm. the way he's pairing everything yeah. with it is very of a high-end like class. High class, yes. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, this person was definitely came from some sort of wealth, but also kind of makes sense on how he went down into this very deep place of probably hatred of the world, self-hatred towards himself Mm -hmm. and dove into this survivalist instinct. Yeah. And I think a lot of the people that are mad that this survivalist hardcore guy came out gay gay. is also the fact that he, in his basement, he has like a bunch of like, don't tread on me me, and like join or die. (laughs) In his basement. And And they're probably just like, what? You you call us gay? I ain't gay. Huh? Huh? James. I ain't gay with your, with your soft hands and <laughs> that you put suppressors on. Yeah, suppressing these emotions. <laughs> but the thing is, like, it 
it was hinted at in the game, right? Yes, it was. Yeah. And I had to Google that to make sure. Cause yeah. even, cause there was uh, an intimate moment mm-hmm. between the two and I did feel a little uncomfortable uh, just because they're both are equally. Okay, I, ha- I have a hair thing. Yeah. See, this is the thing. Like all these people else like reading about complaining about the gay sex scene and everything like that. I have a hair thing. So watching two bears get it on. It was I'm two like, bears. I'm like, please, one of you, one of you at least shave. I mean, please. Both these guys are just, they got full beards. Yeah. They got long hair. Full body hair. And I'm talking just, toe. and I'm not talking about just a little bit of like some chest hair. I mean, fuzz. It's the one it's piece fur. pube suit. It's basically. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, okay. All right, feel, feel a little odd. I was like, please, like, come on, one of you at least shave. I, I don't want to see two bears. Two bears. No, no, that was, was basically two bears. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Um, but yeah, like, to be able to see Bill as uh, Bill as, as Joel, a protector. Mm-hmm. A very dangerous person you don't want to cross, but a protector. Mm-hmm. And obviously capable of destroying anything and everyone who gets in his way. Yeah. And seeing Frank as this nurturer. And so when you see in the in the dining room where he's like stroking his hand like on the countertop and seeing how dusty it is. Yeah, yeah. And he's kind and he is kind of like thinking to himself, like, hey, I could be of use here. here. Yeah. You know. But it's also actually kind of funny, like on the piano scene, I started to come back to that one. Is that apparently the actor, Frank. Mm-hmm. He's actually apparently he's actually really good at playing piano. So he had to like play shit a <laughs> So he had to. So they were saying while they were on set, uh, they were just they were trying not to laugh because how good he can play. So he's just and how and apparently he can sing fairly well. And so to hear him play play and Let's sing purposely that. terrible yeah. and just and to have uh oh my god I Nick keep, Offerman Nick Offerman yeah who doesn't know how to play and doesn't really know how to sing mm-hmm. do the the opposite of well and trying to do that <laughs> was they said it was a joy that's what to be able to have that on set and um apparently as well everyone just had a really good time on set yeah like every like they were just such a good such a good pair of actors mm-hmm. everyone had such a good time it was so wonderful like coming on set all the crew had a good time See, so. this is the thing where, like, you could tell the series is a passion project. Yes, 100%. So, of course, everyone who's working on this, all the people they bring on, they want to be there. Yeah, they're fans. And you definitely tell from the acting, from the performances. Man. Yeah. You cried, oh though? Dude, I cried. <laughs> I 100% cried. You cried? I did. I was... I looked... <laughs> it's one of those... Yeah, it's a different way from how he Frank dies. Yeah, because... And it's also a different way of... The roles are reversed mm-hmm. as well, where like Frank is the nurturer, Bill is the protector who handles all the guns, and now Frank having some sort of like cognitive muscular disorder, mm-hmm. whether it be like MS. They didn't really specify, they didn't really but say. they did want to do some sort of some sort of physical yeah ailment ailment uh, to see Bill become a nurturer mm-hmm. and to see the transition of where he was before eating alone in the basement in front of screens setting off traps killing whoever mm-hmm. fast forward 20 years mm-hmm. old now who've enjoyed their full rich lives mm-hmm. and to see bill turn into a nurturer they're eating at the dinner table yeah. there's light up room it's lit up mm-hmm. so to see that transition between 
someone in the beginning of a very dark place mm. to the end of an enriching life, even during the end of the world. See, I like, and they also drew the comparisons of how they first met too, when they had their first dinner and the last dinner together. Oh, that was so cute. You know, still pouring, still doing the adjustments on the yes. plate and everything. This, the first dinner they had together yeah. was their last meal together. Yeah. Pairing the same wine. And yeah. Yeah. I was like, God damn it. And see, like that. That's what he was talking about in the beginning as well. Was details. Like, yeah. Details that you notice are is signs of love. Mm-hmm. And Bill remembered. He yeah. he noticed. He remembered the plate. He remembered the dinner. He remembered how he positioned the plate and how Frank fixed it mm-hmm. as he did the same way. So like I was like, God damn it. Like <laughs> that got you. That's so fucking good. <laughs> and I mean the whole entire montage of him telling like, Hey, this is going to be my last day. And I'm telling his whole plan was like, I'm going to pick out an outfit for you and me. We're going to go and get married. Mm-hmm. And then we're just going to have a great time. And then we're going to have a very nice dinner. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to crush these into my wine. And then I'm going to fall asleep in your arms. And that's how I'm going to, that's mm-hmm. how I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. And the whole music with it. And, Bill is just like sobbing uncontrollably in the beginning because he knows it. So he makes it. And what does he do? What does this man do? He pours a glass for himself because he did the same thing. Because yep. <laughs> he's like, I'm not going to be left alone. No, he's like, nope. He's like, I lived 20 years yeah. with you. And it was great. And apparently on the on that line mm-hmm. where he says like, this is not the end of the, this is not the tragedy. This is not the tragedy ending at the end of the play. Mm-hmm. You know, I've lived an enriching life. And <clears throat> apparently in a lot of Broadway, in a lot of stage play, whenever there's um, a gay, gay representation of like two couples of like the forbidden love, mm-hmm. it always ends in a tragedy of death as if like the, the love between these two is something bad. Like it is a tragedy. It can never happen. Yeah. It can never. So, to him to say like this is not the end of the play where the tragedy this tragic death occurs mm-hmm. i've lived a very full life mm-hmm. i'm satisfied yeah just so him making that jump from where he was before into now just completely open with his life mm-hmm. and opened his heart to this stranger who just tumbled into it and just filled it with a life he never thought would exist mm-hmm. And I was like, God damn it. I looked over to Ash and I was like, I'd do that for you. (laughs) (laughs) Romeo and Juliet. Basically. (laughs) Basically was. I was like, damn, that was, that was, oh God damn it. And then he had that nice, sad letter that he left behind for Joel to find. Yep. Mm -hmm. Left Joel, which was also another punch in the gut. Yep. Because. Use these weapons to protect Tess. To protect Tess. Yeah. And it's another acknowledgement. And I don't think he... He didn't know about it. No. But it's another acknowledgement of his failure. Mm-hmm. Because in his mind, he failed Sarah to protect her. Yep. Then he failed Tess. Mm-hmm. You know? Probably failed to keep his brother safe. Safe, yeah. So it's just another... Failure after failure after failure. Yes. It's just another thing marked of what I did wrong. Mm -hmm. And so I think in this, in this new light, in that moment where he walks out and he just kind of acknowledges, like, I think that was the, the shifting moment Mm -hmm. where he was like, okay, I'm going to use this to protect this girl. Like, this is my, this is my new 
purpose. Yeah. It was to protect this girl. And I'm going to, I failed Sarah. I failed Tess. I failed Tommy. I'm not going to fail her. Mm. So. Makes sense. Yeah. 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 See, how do you feel though, that there's aspects that they kind of taken away from the game, like the whole high school scene, the blow, you know, the big bloater and everything like that. Like, what about those things? Would you like to see that shown? Like, where's there's, do you think there was too much of the backstory that they could have just intercucked with like, you know, interchange and cut back and forth with like the present time with Joel and Ellie? Or do you think it was necessary to play the entire like backstory all in one piece? I think it was, I think it was also necessary to play the entire because you get to see Joel and Tess as well in the beginning stages of like their operation Mm -hmm. as well. Um, also, the strawberry scene was like really cute as well. I'm just gonna say that. All right, the strawberry scene, where where he takes a bite of the strawberry, uh-huh. and he's like, <laughs> the laugh, the, the freaking, laugh. yeah, the Ron Swanson <laughs> Ron Swanson. laugh. But also the fact as well as like you don't know what you lose until you lose it. Yeah. And probably like when was the last time during the apocalypse you're gonna taste a strawberry yeah, ever yeah. again? Yeah, yeah. You know. So that was probably like, oh my god, like this is so good. Anyway. Sorry, I kind of got lost in that really quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was just a nice little moment. Nice little know? tangent, I'll just say. But yeah, I think it was necessary because one, it also showed how Joel mentioned like, hey, the fences and your defenses and things like that. Mm-hmm. You got to stay ready. You know, I can get you more equipment and things like that. Mm-hmm. Establishing a sort of a trust system, mm-hmm. but also showing how Joel was saying like, there's going to be raiders. Yeah. The dead is not just the ones to worry about. Yeah. So to see the the potential danger of other humans, not just the infected. Mm-hmm. I think it was also necessary to show that, so that way it kind of carries over into the next episode. Stupid writers, by the way, they all approach the fucking fence line at the same time. Yeah, line themselves up for the flamethrowers. But yet again, it was also <laughs> really dumb of Bill. He didn't take any cover. He was just I know. Why was he standing out there in the open? In the open. Like, come on. I mean, but also to be fair, that man was probably taking down some people. And then Frank called it out. He was like, get back inside. And they get shot. But yeah, you should have definitely been taking cover. Yeah, you should have been behind some cover, man. What are you doing? That motherfucker's just out in the middle of the street. And why are you using a bolt rifle? (laughs) Like, of all the fucking guns that you have. Of all the weapons you had downstairs, why a bolt rifle? This man just pop. I saw literally three walls in that basement, head to toe, top to bottom. Fully automatic. Fully automatic. Okay, no excuses. None. <laughs> like, there was no night scope on it either. That was a hunting rifle. Yeah. <laughs> there was he nothing. He was hunting people. He was, oh, fuck. <laughs> That's war- Jesus. <laughs> That's why I didn't need night scope. <laughs> that was his war rifle, man. He was like, I'm going to hunt some people with this. Damn. That's that's fucking brutal. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I don't think I would have liked. Yeah, the high school scene would have been cool. Mm-hmm. The whole upside down thing and, yeah. and him being, you know, through the towns. But I think this was necessary because you can't show the bloat. The bloater is the, the part of the game that's like, oh, shit, this thing is yeah creepy. Yeah. And you didn't want to blow your load on yeah. episode three with that. Yeah. You don't want to throw out your best creature. Already on episode three mm. and you have seven more episodes to go to, mm. you know? So I think if they, I think they're going to wait until the very last part and you know what part it is. I think they're going to wait it on. What? I think it's going to be on the part when, do you remember the mission? It's just before where they go through, through the tunnels. 
just when they're reaching the Firefly stage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think it's going to be, be there. There of either like episode seven or eight. Okay. So okay. I could see that because you don't want to throw away your your heavy hitter creature right off the bat. Yeah, but they kind of did that early with the clickers. Yeah, they did. But I mean. And to have episode two with clickers and going all the way to episode seven to wait for the bloaters, you see how much of a wait period. Mm. Like, you're going to lose people. You have to have something in between to get people's attention again. Well, you also have this episode where now there's a potential that we might see Sam and Henry. Mm -hmm. That was their names, right? Sam and Henry? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Uh, When they're entering the city and now they deal with these raiders Mm -hmm. now. And how dangerous those guys are. Because remember in the game, they were they were hunting and killing people. They were like throwing people's bodies on their hood. Yeah. And just driving around with them. Mm-hmm. And just, and remember seeing the rooms of They're like. Mad Max in it. Yeah. And I remember them stumbling into the rooms where it's like all these items of like clothes and supplies that they've mm-hmm. taken off all these people. Mm-hmm. And like marking it on like uh, like an itemized sheet. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God. like. Jeez. So I think we're going to see two episodes or at least an episode and a half of that. Okay. So, and I think the, the absolute drama of just the horrificness of how terrible and horrifying people, people can, be, can be in this world. Yeah. I think that's going to be a driving point. Okay. So that'll be the, the little hook to keep people along. Yeah. But yeah. Drag them in a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, but the episode I hope that we get do you remember in the game when they pair up with Sam and Henry mm-hmm. and they go through this like, it's like this whole underground water treatment processing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Remember yeah. that? Mm-hmm. And you see notes of like one person who was like in there alone. He was surviving. He saw some people and it's like, maybe I'm gonna reach out to him. Maybe not. You know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna reach out to him and builds a whole community down mm-hmm. there, but then see all go That's sideways. Yeah. For that. I hope to see that. Hopefully, hopefully we do see that. I think that would be very interesting, but I think that's also going to be one of those, like those huge downs. Yeah. Those down moments. <laughs> another yeah. down moment. You got to bring back another up. <laughs> <laughs> you need a few ups in there. Need a few ups in there. I need a couple of Fredericksons in there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. So are, are you excited for the next episode? I'm so excited. Oh yeah, definitely. I can't Me too. Wait. Yeah. I, I'm definitely excited. You know, even with all the controversy before we close up here, mm-hmm. Viewership has not dropped. No, it hasn't. So even from the second episode, they increased another 12% in viewership. And that even passes House of the Dragon, which after the third episode, they dropped in viewership. God, that's so, so Like I said, nuts. even with all the gay controversy that happened with this episode, a lot of people are still watching it. And Game of Thrones, right? It passed Game of Thrones? Yeah. Damn. Okay. For one thing, how are you going to be mad at this episode between two gay guys? When you watched Game of Thrones. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> if I even have to say that and you watch Game of Thrones, you're like, oh, my God, it was awesome. That's true. And then you watch this episode of The Last of Us. Oh, God. <laughs> it was awesome. Oh, my God. <laughs> God damn it. That was Adrian. That was Adrian. Made his way in. <laughs> then, Go away. You're on break. You're still on vacation. You're on hiatus, damn it. <laughs> then I'm just going to be totally judgmental of that person. Cause I'm like, I know for a fact you got a poster of game of Thrones. Yeah. That- All right. <laughs> All right. So I don't, I don't need any of that shit. You talking about like, Oh man, well the other, the two guys in episode three of the last of us be gay. 
bitch, I know for a fact you watched Game of Thrones at least three times. <laughs> and then you watched House of the Dragon. That's true. That so is shut your true. ass up. <laughs> like, shut your dumb ass up. Shut up, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. So. We want to thank everyone for listening to tonight's podcast. I'm curious on your thoughts on tonight's topic. How do you feel about the third episode of The Last of Us? Do you love it? Do you hate it? You can leave a comment below if you're watching this on our next year YouTube channel. If not, we'll be putting this up on our open forum on our website www.nextjourneypro.com forward slash redpanpodcast for a listen to discuss episode topics and various other film related news. Put out episodes every Wednesday. For audio listeners, you can find the Red Band Podcast on iTunes, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and of course our website, which I'll say again, www.nextjourneypro.com forward slash Red Band Podcast. Please like and subscribe, and we'll see you next time. Have a good night.